Hi, this is Mo Oster, MISNY's Senior Vice President for Advocacy. I lead a team of lobbyists fighting for you in Albany and sometimes in Washington, D.C. This week, the state legislature finally completed passage of a $229 billion state budget more than a month after it was due. It was held up by disagreements between the governor and legislature regarding a number of policy issues really unrelated to funding allocations. But importantly, this final budget did contain a number of positive initiatives for physicians and the patients they treat that were supported by MISNI. This includes the establishment of a health insurance guarantee fund to cover patient and health provider claims in the event a health insurer becomes insolvent, like the Health Republic situation from a few years ago. And starting January 1st, 2024, health insurers will be prohibited from denying an appealed claim for lack of medical necessity unless the claim is reviewed by a physician in the same or similar specialty as the patient's treating physician. It does not go quite as far as the bill that was vetoed by Governor Hochul last December, but does help to ensure that there will be greater expertise used by health plans in reviewing prior authorization requests or medical necessity of submitted claims, such as making sure the health plan uses a trained oncologist to review proposed cancer treatment that was initially denied, or making sure the plan uses an orthopedic surgeon to review a knee replacement that was initially denied. Starting October 1st, 2023, payment for E&M services delivered to patients enrolled in the Medicaid fee-for-service program will be increased 80% Medicare as part of a multi-year effort to increase access to primary care services. The budget also continues several important programs, such as extending MISNY's Committee for Physicians' Health program until 2028, continuing the excess medical malpractice insurance coverage for the nearly 16,000 enrolled physicians without new conditions or cost impositions, maintaining the expanded level of funding for the Doctors Across New York Medical Student Loan Repayment Program, and continuing funding for the Veterans Mental Health Training Initiative, an educational partnership between MISNI, the New York State Psychiatric Association, and the National Association of Social Workers. In addition, the state budget did not include various proposals under discussion that had been opposed by MISNI together with various specialty societies, including proposals that would have imposed new prior authorization requirements when writing prescriptions for your patients covered by Medicaid, and proposals that would have implemented numerous concerning scope of practice expansions, such as independent practice for physician assistance and permitting pharmacists to order numerous lab tests without coordination with a physician. The final enacted budget did include provisions that in some cases will add additional responsibilities on certain physicians. The first is an expansion of the existing hepatitis C testing requirement such that a hospital or primary care provider must offer a hepatitis C test for every patient aged 18 and over unless it was previously offered to them. That is a recommendation from the CDC. The current statute requires that Hep C testing be offered to persons born between 1945 and 1965. The second is a new requirement for private practice acquisitions 
that will result in $25 million or more in new gross in-state revenue to report it to DOH. This is the state's attempt to have more information regarding medical practices that are being purchased by private equity. Importantly, the final budget agreement rejected the proposed requirement that had been opposed by MISNI, specialty societies, and several large groups that would have required DOH to approve the transaction, which could have significantly harmed the ability of many physician practices to remain afloat. Instead, transactions meeting this financial threshold will be required to report to DOH the names and addresses of the parties, the terms of the transaction, locations where healthcare services are currently provided, any plans to reduce or eliminate services or participation in specific plan networks, and a brief description of the anticipated impact on cost, quality, access, health equity, and competition in their impacted markets. We plan to work with our many allies on this issue to ensure that these new requirements are implemented fairly and strikes a balance between the desire of the state to monitor private equity transactions with the need for physician practices to be able to obtain funding to help keep their struggling practices afloat and enhance quality care delivery. We now turn our attention to the final five weeks of the legislative session. No sooner were the budget bills in print when there was a press release urging the legislature to pass a so-called revised version of the Grieving Families Act, which, as you all know, was vetoed earlier this year by Governor Hochul. The revised bill has a few changes, but basically nibbles at the corners. It does seek to provide clarity regarding who could sue for these expanded damages and provides for a slightly shortened, expanded statute of limitations than the earlier version. However, it does not remedy the fundamental concern that led to Misney's strong opposition, which is the potential for an enormous increase in awards and liability insurance costs due to the addition of awardable damages for grief and anguish. This was the major reason why multiple actuarial studies concluded that the vetoed bill would have increased liability insurance costs by nearly 40%. The impact of these increases to our healthcare system was a major reason the earlier bill was vetoed by the governor. Furthermore, the revised bill does nothing to offset these huge potential cost increases on physicians and hospitals, which face by far and away the highest liability insurance costs in the country. Please look to today's Pulse and Monday's Insider for how you can contact your legislators to urge that any legislation to update New York's wrongful death law be balanced to also address the extraordinary medical liability costs in our state. Turning to upcoming CME, please put on your calendars Wednesday, May 17th at 7.30 a.m. for the next Misney Medical Matters one-hour CME program, The Lasting Mental Health Impacts of COVID on Children and Adolescents. Thank you again for taking the time to listen to this podcast and for your commitment to MISNI and your County Medical Society. We will speak again next week. 